Hey y'all, it's Kiara, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of For Realness Sake. This month's theme is all about our why. People are usually very motivated to get things done at the beginning of the year, but their reasoning behind it will determine their drive to execute their goal. This week's guest has easily become my newest motivation to go after my purpose. Tasha Williams survived a tragic house fire two years ago. This fire claimed the life of her longtime best friend, Tiffany, and left Tasha in the ICU and burn recovery unit for a very long time. Tasha has since recovered physically and has been on the road sharing her story of survival, strength, and purpose. Her story is truly one of a kind, and I am so happy that she could bless me with her time today. No matter how many times she tells her story, though, her scars, both seen and unseen, will forever remind her of that tragic day. She has a GoFundMe account set up where you can easily give to show your support. The GoFundMe is called Natasha's Post-Burn Recovery. With a quick Google search, you can easily find it and give whatever your heart desires. Although Natasha is able to speak about her story, physically she's okay emotionally she's still going through all donations go directly to miss tasha to help her in her recovery i'm so excited for this episode get ready to hear her story and use this as your motivation to keep going it's our unconventional 2020 y'all and we are not playing this year without further ado miss tasha aka auntie Y'all, before I introduce her, I just have to tell you, we are in another location, so be kind to the echoing, listen to the message, because it is powerful. Miss Tasha, I am so excited to be sitting next to you right now. Your story is so strong and just speaks volumes of continuing on. Resilience is what I see when I look at you, strength. So thank you so much for joining me. Hey, <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I wanted to have you on because I actually saw you on a hair page and you were uh, the girl. Uh, shout out to Citra niece. She does uh, braid bobs. Yes. And so I seen seen your video and I guess she usually keeps her videos mute. Mm-hmm. But she was like, she didn't want to keep this one mute because you, you had something to say. <laughs> and so I was like, who is this lady? Never mind the hair being slayed. But who is this lady? And just from there, I started diving into your Instagram, your YouTube videos. And I was just like, so amazed by you. You have been through so much in these past two years and I think that it's appropriate for you to tell your story so where do you want to start um I could start on that day I remember it like it was today Mm. um January 7th I went to church uh first Baptist of College Hill um my friend Tiffany Walker um she has cancer so after I left church I went to go get us a pendant a cancer pendant to put on our um, Pandora bracelets oh, mm-hmm. and 
when I got there, something kept telling me to leave. I mean, it, it, my mind kept saying, get in your truck and leave, get in your truck and leave. But I was so adamant about giving her a pendant, mm-hmm. I didn't leave. Mm-hmm. So I was beating on the door, beating on the door. No one never came to the um, door. Then one of our friends rode by on the bicycle. He was like, um, Tasha, you trying to get in? Nobody ain't opened the door. And I was like, no. So he went around and opened the door for me. Me and Tiffany was just sitting there talking about old times. She's been my friend since I was 16. Mm-hmm. We grew up in the projects together. We did everything together. We had our kids together. Wow. Like, we did just everything together. We traveled the world e- everywhere. We did a lot of things. So, we were just talking about old times. Mm-hmm. And it's like her mom just came to the door and was like, y'all, the house is on fire. Mm-hmm. And my first instinct was to grab Tiffany because, you know, I knew, you know, her situation. Mm -hmm. So my first instinct was to grab her. And it was like she was resisting, like she didn't want to go. And I was like, come on, baby, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. I don't know where her mom went. I just know she came to that door and told us. And I don't know where she went at, but... Um, I grabbed Tiffany and we went into the hallway and I I remember, I didn't feel it, but I remember hearing my weave. I had a hair weave mm-hmm. that covered my forehead and I heard it like, like sizzling, sizzling yes, but I didn't feel it. Hmm. I, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel no, no fire. And I remember closing my eyes, just praying to God, saying, God, please get us out of here. I know you don't have our life set up like this to die in a house fire. Like, God, please get us out of here. And I remember opening my eyes and I seen like a a white being. I remember like wobbling down the steps, but I remember laying on the ground I know I, I'm, I'm no, let me bike up mm-hmm. as I'm going to the door. Tiffany's hand keeps slipping out of my hand mm-hmm. as I'm steady trying to grab her. Her hand just keeps slipping out of my hand. I don't know why. I don't know what happened, but I remember laying on the ground and the firefighter was in my ear and he was saying, ma'am, is there anyone else in the house? And I'm like, yes, please go get my friend. Mm-hmm. Please go get my friend. My friend is in the house. And I, I, I guess I passed out or whatever because I don't remember anything else. I just remember waking up in the hospital, mm-hmm. um, looking at all my burns. I was burnt over 85% of my body. Wow. Um, and I remember always asking my daughter, uh, where is Tiffany? Where is Tiffany? And they would never tell me. You know, I guess the doctor said, you know, don't tell me or whatever. So as... Um, I woke up a couple of weeks later. I, I didn't wow. wake up right then. Mm-hmm. They um, were you in a coma? Yes, they uh-huh. put me in a um, oh, okay. coma medically to yeah, medically induce me mm-hmm. in a coma. Um, I decoded. Wow. Um, I had eighteen surgeries. Um, I had to learn to walk again. I had to learn to talk again. They put a trach in my throat. Mm-hmm. Um. I had to learn to write again. I had to learn to do everything, wow. all, everything over again. I remember um, one day, and I was like, um, he's like, okay, nah, where is Tiff? Because, you know, that that was my best friend. Yeah. I know if anybody going to come and see me in the hospital, it's going to be her, you know. 
And I guess my daughter couldn't lie to me anymore. She was like, Mom, she gone. Mm. And I was like, gone? Well, kids, how you where they went? Where Ernestine went? Ernestine is her mom. I was like, where did they go? And she was like, Mom, you didn't get her out the house. Mm. So it was kind of confusing for me. I guess I, I didn't want to accept it, I guess. Because it's just like put me in a, like in a daze. Like, I didn't really... I didn't really accept it then. Yeah. That's that's the word I can say. I didn't accept it. Mm-hmm. So then um days will come. I didn't I didn't I didn't never see myself at first uh-huh. because you know I couldn't walk or anything. So once I started doing uh, rehab, my grandson, he used to always come see me, my four year old grandson, and he used to always turn his head like I, you know, at the time I never seen myself, so I didn't know how, how I looked. It, you know, mm-hmm. so he used to always close his eyes and turn his head, and you know, at that time I couldn't talk, mm-hmm. so you know, I just used to always try to get him, and he wouldn't, wouldn't let me get him. So one day, um, we was doing rehab, and I was brushing my teeth. They was teaching me bike to brush my teeth, and I looked up. And that was my first time seeing my face. All my hair was cut off. They shaved my head. I had the big burn right there. Mm. I was ugly, you know. So I called my daughter and I was like, now I understand why my grandson don't want me to hold him or touch me because look how I look. And I cried and she was like, mom, no, don't cry, you know. So then the next day, finally, after they had took my trade out, mm-hmm. I had said, Grandma Stank, Grandma Stank. And he finally looked at me, mm-hmm. you know, he heard my voice then. So he finally um, came at the time. I couldn't bend my arm, so I couldn't hold him. But my daughter put him on my lap. Mm-hmm. And that was my first time, you know, seeing myself. So, you know, that put me down, that... Mm-hmm. You know, put me in my feelings or whatever. I was going to ask, how long at that point had it been? How many months or how many weeks had it been? I think it was like like a month and a half. Because wow. I was in a coma. They had me in a coma for like three weeks. Mm. And, um... No, that that when I started walking out, I was it was like two months, two two and a half months. I was in the hospital for um, a total of four months mm-hmm. and a week. I went to rehab um, for a week because uh, my doctors was already doing the rehab, teaching me the rehab before I even went downstairs mm-hmm. to the rehab. So I had I started learning to walk again. I started they was giving me a lot of medicines. And I kept telling them that, why are y'all giving me this medicine? I don't have pain. Like, God covered everything. I I never felt the burn. I never felt pain. I never felt, I never felt all my scars that I have. I never felt no pain. Wow, that is crazy. I I want to ask, just to back up a little bit, because you said that you didn't, you didn't know someone came to the door and said hey the house is on fire but you didn't know you didn't smell fire nothing no didn't smell it didn't hear nothing and i think like i feel some type of way Mm -hmm. 
towards her because I felt like she should have helped me. But then I think of it as in God, God sent her there to tell me, mm-hmm. you know, because even though she left, she, she she came and warned me that the house was on fire yeah. because if she didn't, y'all wouldn't have known. No, we would have just been in that room and we both would have, you know, burnt up in the fire. So I I thank her for even you know yeah. coming telling me because if she wouldn't, I wouldn't be here today. Wow! Did they ever find out how the fire started? I don't. I haven't never read in black and white what mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. I hear what happens, and the hear is that the candle knocked over oh. and caught the curtains oh, wow. on fire. Yeah, I, but I I don't know if that's true. Yeah, cause you, you I never I never read that, and it's a lot of stories out there. So that can be one of the stories because it's it's stories that I hear about me that's not like, true, what? and I'm the one that was in the situation. Yeah, so. I don't, I don't, I don't know really, mm. really what happened. I think that the the best part is that you're still here to tell your story. Yes. So it doesn't really matter, you know, how the fire started or or what happened. The fact it is matters that, you, that I'm here. Exactly. Yes. And you said um, that when you seen yourself for the first time, you felt unattractive. You felt ugly. That hurts my heart because when I first met you at the Starbucks, I thought you were the most beautiful woman. I'm like, look at her spirit. She is gorgeous. So I hate that you felt that way, but I understand because that was new to you. Yes. And I always wondered why my grandson closed his eyes. You mm-hmm. know, he, he didn't want to see me like that. Even I didn't want to see me like that. Yeah. You know, that was my first time, but I, I dealt with it. It's you know, traumatic I, yes, what it is. Yeah. I, I dealt with it. I, I dealt with it. And and I, I need to show you the pictures. My hair has grown like that was my pet. My problem. They shaved off my hair. Off My hair is very long. It was. And they know they're not supposed long. to do that. To us. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But after I talked to my nurses, they told me the reason why they told me that they had to shave it off to make sure my scalp wasn't burnt, mm-hmm. you know, because I was burnt so bad. Yeah. They didn't want my scalp to be burnt and I get an infection, oh, that's you know, good. so I told them I, I can, you know, I can accept that. I, yeah. Anything to save me, I was willing, yes. you know, so I, I, I got over that. That was just my first time mm-hmm. seeing myself. And then I was, oh, it was pink everywhere. Yeah. My lids right here was pink all this was pink it was it was hard to take in Mm -hmm. you know being my first time seeing myself you know Mm -hmm. seeing myself with a a bald head you know that was very that was hard for me from long hair Mm -hmm. to a bald head listen i I understand (laughs) i'm like hold on now somebody need to grab a wig or something yes yes got me landing there like that (laughs) Yes, but I, I I dealt with it. Mm. That was just one of one of the minor milestones that I had to overcome. Yeah, because I can only imagine the emotional things that you went through. Yes, talk a little bit about that. Oh gosh, it it was days, it was days that I was so down. It was days that I I didn't want to even 
help myself. I didn't I didn't want to do the rehab. And the nurses at Tampa General, sixth floor, shout out to Tampa General, sixth floor, burn unit. Yes. Those people are I, I don't even know a word for them. They are they're beautiful. They they treated me like they family. They they took care of me. They mm-hmm. pushed me when I didn't want to push myself. Mm-hmm. Like days I'd be like, no, I don't want to do it. No, Natasha, you're gonna do it. You gotta get out of here. You're gonna do it. I mean, they took excellent care of me. They they are wonderful. I love them. I, I go back and see them. I mean, they they are wonderful. They they are amazing. Um, so, um, so then I, um, when I first started to learn to walk, I, I started to learn to walk in my hospital room. I, my first time, I walked four steps. The next day, I walked six steps. And the next day, I started walking more. Um, I, um, after four months in the hospital, after 18 surgeries, skin grafts, wow. um, I was burnt over 85% of my body. So all of my skin was gone. Yeah. So my upper body, mm-hmm. I got skin grafts from them taking some off the pieces of my stomach that I did have and the pieces off my butt <laughs> that I did have left too. So I didn't have enough skin to cover my bottom part because mm-hmm. I was burnt 85% of my body. Mm-hmm. And the doctor, Dr. Smith, had just read about this new technology called polarity. Mm-hmm. And he had just read about it two days before my accident. Wow. So he was like, what is he going to do? I don't have enough skin to save me to put on my body. So he thought about it, and it was a chance that he took because no one had never heard of it. No one had never, you know, used it or whatever. So he had to ask my family, would it be okay if he tried it? He was like, if if I would die if because they don't have no more skin to put on me. They asked my oldest daughter. She said no. And then they asked my youngest daughter. And she said yes. Being that my oldest daughter was next, mm-hmm. my youngest daughter had to convince her. It was like, Pebbles, if, if we don't even try that, mama going to die. Yeah. You know, like we got to try anything yeah. to save her. That's hard. That's a hard, hard decision. decision. So they decided on it. And I thank God that they did because it saved my life. Now, what it's, exactly is polarity? Polarity is where they take a piece of my skin, mm-hmm. they put it on a thing, and they they grow it. Oh, okay. They grow it. They grow it, and then they make it like a, it's like a paste, and they paste it on hmm. onto your body, and it, and it grows into your skin. What? <laughs> yes. That's it's, real it's, scientific, man. And if it wasn't for polarity, I would have died. I I, I didn't have enough skin for my wow. legs, for my, you know, for the rest of my body. So, um, and Dr. Smith, like, when they sent him back, the, the thing of the polarity, mm-hmm. he went crazy because he was like, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. I need this for her whole body. Yeah. But, you know, it was a new technology. He didn't know. And they, they talked them through it, the whole procedure. They talked them through it, and I'm here. Wait. So you so it's one little piece of skin that they put that on they, your body, and it grows it, that, everywhere? They, it's, 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 
it's like a paste. They making it to a paste. I mean, I don't know the real right. scientific of yeah. everything of it, but I know it's called Polarity Skin TE, and it saved my life. Wow. Well, shout out to Polarity and to that doctor for doing research. Yes, Dr. Okay. Smith. Yes. And, and it's crazy that he was the mean doctor to me. I called him <laughs> mean old Dr. Smith because every time he'll say, we'll give it a week, Natasha, and then maybe you'll be able to go home. The week will come and he'll say, oh, no, no, you're not ready. <laughs> I cry and be sad and be like, mean old Dr. Smith won't let me go home and cry, and cry. But I thank God for his adamant. I thank God of him keeping me in the hospital yeah. until I was ready. Mm -hmm. You know, I was mentally ready, but I wasn't physically ready. Yeah. My body wasn't healed, and I I felt like it was, mm -hmm. you know. So I started calling him mean old Dr. Smith, <laughs> but I love Dr. Smith. He is the best, wow. the best. So I ended up um, going to rehab for a week. I, I passed everything because my sixth floor had taught me everything. I was bike walking. I was riding. I, they took the trade out. I was talking. Like, I, I passed with flying colors wow. when I got there. I was only there a week, and it was like nothing else they needed, you know, for me to do because I did everything. Mm -hmm. So they sent me home. I came home. I was on a walker. Or I had a wheelchair. Um, And I didn't want to be on the walker. So when I came home, I came home with um, a nurse. They come here three times a day to change my bandages and stuff. And the first week that I was home I walked with the walker to one corner and I, I told my kids I don't want to walk with this walker get the walkers me and my kids and my sister I remember it like yesterday <laughs> I told them to get the walker and they was like no my sister was like no sis no I said I can do it I can do it so um <laughs> my kids got behind me one of my kids got in front and my sister was on the side and I walked that first day. I walked the first corner without the walker. The next day, I did it again. I walked the next corner. The next day, I walked the next corner. The next day, I walked all four corners. Wow. All four corners. I was done with the walker. Talk about determination and maybe a little bit of stubbornness, too. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, my nurse was like, excuse me. Mm -hmm. My nurse was like, um, well, you know, Natasha, after the walker, you get a cane. I said, oh, no, no, okay. yeah, no. I said, no, I'm, I'm, I don't need a cane. I'm not going from a walker to a cane. Mm -hmm. Once I leave that walker, I'm done. <laughs> and I was done, done. Wow. So that was my first obstacle. And then I, um, I started. Uh, oh, and this, it was this hand, my left hand. I'm left-handed. My left hand was messed up and my right leg was mm. um, messed up. My my nerves was burnt in my foot. I don't have no feeling in my uh, foot. It's like it's sleep all day. You know how your feet fall yeah. asleep? Uh -huh. That's how it feels all day, every day. Wow. I don't know. And this hand would not go down. Mm. I was determined. Um, I was supposed to have another surgery. I had 18 surgeries. They wanted to do another surgery. I told them, no, I'm not doing no more surgeries. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go under anesthesia. I went under anesthesia 18 times. I'm not doing that. Yeah. 
So they were sent me to rehab, and rehab told me I have to work it myself. If I don't want to have the surgery, oh, that's fine. Right. <laughs> Worked it myself, and as you and see, it moves. Fine. It works. <laughs> my first thing was to pick up my grandson. That first day oh. to pick him up, it was everything. I just cried like a baby because oh. it seemed like without me being able to pick him up, I couldn't hold oh. him and love him. You know, it seemed yeah. like it was distance. So that first day, this oh, I went to work and I picked up my grandson, <laughs> and it it was everything. So that was my next um, obstacle. So then I I used to have to try to write because I couldn't I couldn't even sign you know my medicine. Mm. I couldn't I couldn't sign my name to nothing. My kids used to always have to do it. So I just was determined every day I write my name, my kids' name, just. Just determined, just to write, just started writing. I end up writing. I I, I accomplished that goal. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I just started knocking down my obstacles that was ahead of me that they were saying going to take me this time and mm -hmm. this time and this time. No, and then the thing is with me, I was very independent. I never depended on no one. Mm. And at that time of my icing, I, I had to depend on everyone. Oh. And that was hard for me. Yeah. I had to wait on people to base me. Mm. I had to wait on people to feed me. You know, I had to wait on people on their time. Yeah. And that was very, very hard for me. Yeah. Because I'm used to just doing stuff for myself, you know. So... I, that was an obstacle that I demanded <laughs> to, get to, get up, to get back. <laughs> I don't blame you. You know what? I think that um, your story, like I've been saying, is, is a story of resilience and strength. Yes. You don't know how many people who would have gone through something like you, maybe not even something as traumatic as what you've gone through, and they're ready to give up. Yes. They're right. Well, the doctor said well, I can't do this. Everybody, but you were able to put all that stuff to the side because at the end of the day, our self determination is number one. Yes. When it comes to what we're gonna do, correct. Your mind is powerful. Yes. And you showed yourself that hey, no burn, no skin grab, no nothing is gonna stop me from being Tasha. Correct. And I just, oh, I love that. Correct. Talk about how that was for you mentally, because although you wanted to be all that you could be, per se, there were times where you couldn't. So how was that for you? Terrible. It was so sad. One of my saddest moments is I couldn't pee. I couldn't get up, you know, to go pee. Mm -hmm. And no one was here. And I end up peeing on myself. And that was so, so humiliating to me. So from that day on, I told myself, you're not going to lay here anymore. You're not going to lay in that. That right there was my most determined mm -hmm. to get up and do for me, mm -hmm. to do for myself. That was very humiliating mm -hmm. to me. And that was one of my... That was one of my lows. Mm. And another one of my lows was people used to call me burnt. They used what? to call me half dead. Who are these people? Most, most of them family. And one of them was oh, one of my, no. I thought was my best friend. Oh, that's and terrible. 
that was that was very hard. It was my sister that called me half dead and burned. Mm. And that was the sister that was there every day. Like my whole family, I have it's eight of us. It's mm-hmm. six girls and two boys. Mm. Every time one sister leave, the other sister was there. So I was never, you by know, yourself. by myself because they was there. And the thing about that is, it's eight. My mom had eight kids. Mm-hmm. She say she didn't give us away, but my aunt ended up with two of us, which is me and my brother Octavius. He's passed now, mm-hmm. and my aunt. We used to call her mom because we thought she was our mom. Mm-hmm. And I thought my sisters was my cousins. Oh, wow. And one day my aunt sat us down and she was like, I'm not y'all mom. I'm y'all aunt. Y'all mom. She didn't say y'all mom gave us, gave me to y'all. She told me that she had my oldest brother since he was born. And she said she got me when I was like three or four months she told me that my sisters was my sisters, not my cousins. Mm-hmm. And she told us from that day forward, if we didn't want to call her mom anymore, we didn't have to because we're her, her she's our aunt. From that, from that day on, I had so much anger towards my mom. Mm-hmm. And it was like, why wouldn't you tell us? You know why? And still, right now to this day, she tell me the story that my aunt told us is not true, but she don't tell us what's supposed to be the truth. So my sisters live with her. My sisters and my brother live with her, and me and my brother live with my aunt. We continue to live there with her, and we called her mom, and I still call her mom right now today. Mm-hmm. So I always felt like I was like, I call myself the black sheep of the family. That's how I felt, you know, because I was the one always getting in trouble. I was the one going to jail. You know, I I was always the one in trouble. Mm -hmm. So I always felt distance from them. So when this happened to me and they was there for me, it made me feel like part of the family again. You know, it made me feel like, oh, they do love me, Mm -hmm. you know. So, you know, anytime I called them, you'll bring me something to eat. I mean, they was there, there, there every day, all day, anything I needed. They was there. So when I came home from the hospital, you know, they was around. Mm -hmm. And we had, me and my sister had a misunderstanding. And from there, that misunderstanding blew up to so much of her calling me burnt and half dead. And I'm already burnt. And that hurted me to the soul. Like, I still haven't got over that yet. And that was one of the, that was one. And I I told them, like, if y'all really felt that way about me, why why did y'all come show me that love that y'all did? Like, y'all, y'all, like, I felt like it was fake love. So that killed me. She called me burnt and the girl, she was my hairdresser plus my friend. Mm-hmm. When I, you know, when that happened to me, I couldn't work anymore. So I didn't have any money. I didn't, you know, I didn't have no money and it was my daughter's birthday. And being that, you know, she's my hairdresser and I'm thinking she's my friend. You know, mm-hmm. we 
I thought she was my friend. So I asked her, would she do my daughter's hair? And she said, uh, I said, how much? And she said, 75. And I said, okay, so it's only half 50. Mm. And she was like, no, give me 60. Mm. So, you know, I gave her the 60. I texted her and told her, like, you know, Rich, my we friends, you know, like, if I told you I didn't have it, what's $10 between friends? Why would you tell me? See, I was like, that hurt me. I don't think that you should have did that. Oh, she went crazy mm. saying, you my customer, not your daughter. Oh. If it was you and this and that. But my thing is, that's my child. And I'm telling you, it's her birthday. I'm giving it to her as a gift yeah. from me. So whether it's for her head or my head, oh, she went to calling me half dead. Oh, and my. I still got the texts in my phone, like that's a lot. That 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 killed me. Like each time I was growing up a ladder, those two things knocked me bite down, knocked me down, knocked me down. Wow. And it goes with what you were saying as far as your childhood goes, that abandonment that you felt, you feeling it over again from right. people from your family, people from who family. you call your friends. Yeah. Right. So that that's hard to go through. And then I had to go through Girls that my day ones that I thought was my day ones, mm -hmm. like, I'm the type of person, anything happening, but I don't even have to know you. If something happened, like, if this was to happen to any of my friends, I would have been there 100. And nothing they would have had to ask for. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Like, I used to have to get on Instagram and ask for rides to go to church because my, my car had broke down. I have friends that I used to be with every day. Why am I on Instagram begging for a ride to church? You felt alone. It's like yeah. I was totally abandoned. And then, you know, I didn't have my significant other because he was in prison. He's mm -hmm. still in prison. So it was days I had to conquer this by myself. Yeah. Like if he would have been here, I could have cried on his shoulder. And, you know, I didn't have that. So it was so hard. I used to just cry myself by there. I went into mm -hmm. depression so bad. I gained 45 pounds because I would just sit by there and eat spike cakes and just have them all on my dresser mm -hmm. and just eat. And I gained 45 pounds from depression. But I shook it off. Mm -hmm. I shook it off and I shook it off. Got right for a while. I, I stayed in the house. I say probably like Three or four months, I wouldn't go nowhere. I wouldn't do nothing. But when I shook that dove off my bike <laughs> and got right and went out into this world and became me again, mm -hmm. it was on from there. It was on from there. Like, at first, when I go out in the public and I... One thing I never did, I never tried to hide my scars. Mm -hmm. I, I, I never... You know, I never worried about hiding them. But once I started going out in the world, you know, it used to be kids. Mm -hmm. Kids used to always stare at me. And, you know, I it, it didn't bother me. 
I don't think the, the kids didn't bother me because it gave me a chance to tell them, don't play with fire. This mm-hmm. this is what happens. Like, you know, kids are bold. They yeah. want to know what yeah. happened to you. Why your skin <laughs> like that? What happened? Mm-hmm. And I tell them, baby, this come from playing with fire. It was one little boy. I, I was talking to him. And I was I, I talked to him. I told him about don't play with fire. Mm-hmm. This is what happened. So I started talking to his mom. You know, she was like, I read about your story. You know, oh, we wow. talking. And they was getting ready to get on the bus. The boy turned around and he said, ma'am, you said don't play with fire. I said, yes, baby. <laughs> don't play with fire. And that that made me feel good. Yeah. That made me feel good to teach him. I bet you he's not going to play with fire because yeah. he going to remember this skin. <laughs> <laughs> So that 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 uplifts me. Yeah. That uplifts me. It uplifts me when I go into the world and I see people and they say, you know, Tasha, you inspire me. You yeah. you you strengthens me. Your strength inspires me. Mm. That uplifts me. Yeah. That 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 makes my day. You know, just mm-hmm. the other day I was at my friend's funeral, uh, my friend mom's funeral, mm-hmm. and it was like two or three people came up to me and they was like, Tasha, you so strong. I watched your story. You inspire me. You are very strong. You know, I let them know, you know, I look strong on the inside, but I, I be weak sometimes mm-hmm. on the inside. I, I, mm-hmm. I be weak, but I put the best face forward, that you know, to make it, to make it. I don't. I don't like to be sad. Yeah. I don't like. And one thing I don't like is people coming up asking me, "Do I regret what I did?" I don't regret it at all. If it happened again, I'd do it again. Mm-hmm. I don't regret it at all. And they'll be like, "No, I'm meaning your scars. I'm here. I, I accept my scars. Yeah. My scars show my heart. My scars show that I wouldn't leave my friend." Yeah, you're you know? a, you're a walking miracle. Is yes. what you are. And the fact that you had to pull yourself up shows, again, your resilience. And it's sad to say, but a lot of times when we do go through things, some not, you know, I, w- I would hate for it to be as dramatic as yours. But a lot of times they say, like, when you get married, when someone dies, when there's a shift, that's when you see who's really for you. Yes. And who's to and say? And that's so true. Yeah. And who's to say if you weren't to have gone through what you've gone through? Again, I hate that it had to be this traumatic. Yes. But they could have got you another way. You know what I mean? Like yes. it, it, some kind of way, if people aren't for you, they will never be for you. No. The thing that I don't like about that is that you had to find that out this way. Yes. But the thing about purpose is it doesn't matter how you get there or, or or you know how you put those pieces together when there's a purpose on your life you go get it yes period yes and it seems like you got it i died it yes <laughs> yes <laughs> and as as the years like this is my second year my first year was oh my first year was so hard it was so hard my first year of me ever going back to the house. Mm-hmm. You know, they tore the house down. I came home in April. My first time going back there was the day again, January 7th. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I broke down like I, I broke down like it just happened. I walked through the grass. I, I, mm. I seen burnt pieces of the house. It just, it, it wore me down. Yeah. It was hard. And then this year, 
it was even hard this year. Like when January first came, it's just like it just hit me. Like every day I was sad, sad, sad. Um, on January fourth, I went to the house home. Just, just told me to go there, and I just, I just went there. I walked through the house again, crying mm. again. Mm. Well, it's not a house; it's a, you know, just, just the lot. grass, just mm-hmm. a lot. I walked through there again, crying, and this was on the fourth. So last year they had a uh, horse and carriage ride for me. Oh, yeah, we. Um, Rolled around by the house and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this year, they had a candlelight. And um, it was hard. It was very hard. Like, I was sad the whole, even after that. Like, I was missing my friend this year. You know, yeah. last year, I think I was more in sorrow. But this year, I was missing Tiffany. I was missing her so so I put in my head for next year no when I finally got over my sorrow which was maybe like the 10th or the 11th mm-hmm. I realized I put a post on Instagram realizing saying like I beat myself up about that day because that day on the 7th, I shouldn't have woke up sad. I was supposed to woke up happy that I'm alive, that I'm here, that mm-hmm. God saved me, yeah. you know. And I I woke up sad. I, like, ever since the first, I've been waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning with Tiffany on my mind mm-hmm. all morning that day, what happened and what I could have did and what I, you know. And then I finally got it together and I was like, you know, God, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I should have been waking up thanking you. Like I should have been thankful. And, and I, I apologize because I felt bad. I felt like I wasn't grateful. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like, so I, when I finally got it together, I thank God and I told him, like, next year I'm not going to be sad. I'm going to have me somewhere to go. I'm going to go back because our last trip. We was together. We was in Miami. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm going to plan. I'm going to leave on the 6th, January 6th, so I can wake up January 7th in Miami. And I want to be happy. Yeah. I don't want to keep being sad on that day, you know. Mm-hmm. I want to be happy. I want to enjoy life. I want to rejoice life. I understand that. But you know that it's normal for you to feel that way. We talked about this before. It's called survivor's guilt. You went through... <laughs> An ex- a traumatic experience with your friend you lost her you know and you beat yourself up because I could have saved her I could have but the reality is we really won't know but don't don't beat yourself up for feeling down okay it, it's 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 a normal part of your grieving process you're still grieving your friend and that's okay that was your best friend yes and I think a small part of you will always have that sadness but I like how you said, I don't want to be sad anymore. I don't want to remember my friend in this way. Right. I want to celebrate the life that we had together. Yes. You yes. had fun. I see the picture. You guys yes. are on the beach. Yes. Who was in Miami there? <laughs> yeah. So you have all these great memories. And when you do find yourself getting sad, grieving your friend, 
think about those times but never beat yourself up for surviving never beat yourself up for that if the roles were reversed i'm sure your friend would have did everything she could to save you so when you think about that say i did everything i could to save my friend Thank you that I know that my friend is in a better place. You said she had cancer. She was going through. Who knows? Yes. But I would hate for you to see your life as a burden because somebody didn't make it. Yes. Celebrate your friend. Love your friend. She'll always live on in you. You waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I don't know. That could be your friend. You know, I, I believe in things like that. Like with God, I feel like God wakes me up at a certain time. Like one time I was waking up at 3, like 3.30. And I was like, oh, must be time for me to pray or something. You know, God mishearing my voice. So you never know what that could be. <laughs> right. You know, like, well, let me just, let me pin a letter to Tiffany. Let me, let me talk to her. Because I can know. come right in here and talk to her. There she goes. <laughs> yeah. But the relationship that you had with her was beautiful. Yes. That's not gone. You'll always have that. So feel strong and be strong and feel empowered in the fact that I had a good friend. Yes. Yes, I did. That was my baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but I, I, I plan on not being sad anymore. That's I done been sad for two years. I, it's, it's time that... Like you said, rejoice with my friend. Be happy with her. And that's my plan. And I'm also going to write a book about Ooh, okay. my, it's going to call be called A Mother's Love. Mm -hmm. So um, I have already started on it. I just, I get in my feelings and stop. <laughs> hey, that's a part of the process. <laughs> yes, I, I get want, in my feelings and stop. I wanted to ask you, um, did you ever go to therapy um, I just I that's that's crazy that you <laughs> asked me that because all the while in the hospital the people kept trying it's to you need therapy Natasha you need you know mm -hmm. but I'm I'm so no I I don't ain't nothing wrong with me mm -hmm. I don't I don't need to talk to them people I don't know it finally hit me this year mm -hmm. that yes I do so I have an appointment on the twenty third. Oh okay. Yes, I I I, I do need it. Yeah. I, I you know for I need it more for guilt. Mhm. Mm you know I I I don't know why but I do feel guilty. Mm -hmm. You know I I feel mostly guilty when I be around her kids. Yeah. Cuz I know they like they mom gone, I'm here, you mm -hmm. know. Like, you know when I talk to you about that that you know they yeah. probably don't feel that way but yeah. That's how I feel guilty. Mm. You know, so I think that's mostly what I really need. And I, I might need it for more things. I just don't know it, but I know for a fight. That's guilt. one thing that yes. you need. Yeah. Well, congratulations for deciding to go to therapy. Thank you. That's something that I always encourage for people to do, regardless of what the situation is. But therapy helps you sort through your thoughts. Yes. You made it this far on your own, and you've done a great job. But having the extra person to bounce your feelings and your emotions off of will help you go even further yes. and have long lasting coping skills for when you do feel sad, when you do feel guilty, when you do feel depressed. You're like, you know, what? nope, I learned these coping Listen, skills yes. and I'm about to get out here and I'm about to be Miss Tasha. Yes. So I, I, I find less up that I do need it. Yeah. 
one day at a time. Yes. That's all you can really do. Yes. But my message to people is never give up. Mm. Never, never give up. Like, what I went through, you have to be strong. Yeah. You have to be strong because it's days when I can't say I never had a thought of giving up, mm -hmm. but I had days of being tired, mm. being, you know, being tired, don't want to do it, don't, you know, I never thought of giving up. I, I never thought of giving up, but depression, depression, mm. that that's 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 one hard thing. Like my scars, that's not a problem for me. I I I, I have accepted my scars. You know, I have accepted my scars. Is is people know my story behind my scars? Yeah. You know, and even people that don't know my story behind my scars, I'll tell them. I'll tell them my scars show my heart. Mm -hmm. You know, wow. and I I accepted that, but. Like it's 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 nothing too hard. It's nothing nothing too hard if you put your mind to do it. Like walking again, I put my mind to do it. I wanted to walk again, mm -hmm. talking again. I wanted I wanted yeah. all these things. Whatever you want, you have to go for it and and do it. You have to do it. Just laying there feeling sorry for yourself is not the route. Yeah. And I did do that, but I got up. Yeah, I got up. And you keep going. Yes. Man, I just, when, when I see you, like I said, I, I was so glad I got to meet you before this. And when I saw you have an aura about you, you're so bright and light and, like, so positive. But I knew, well, obviously, because I saw your YouTube and stuff, but that doesn't come from not going through anything. Right. You got to go through some stuff to know, hey, this is sunshine. I want to stay over here. Yes. I done been through the rain. Yes. I done been through the storms. Yes. And you, yeah. Wow. I'm, y'all, I'm just like, I'm in awe of Miss Tasha. She my auntie now. Right. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in awe of Auntie Tasha because there's been so many times where I felt like I couldn't go on. And then, you know, when you sit and you look, like when I look about, when I think about the things that I've gone through, no way do they compare to the things that you've gone through. But still, I see you and I'm like, I got to keep going. Right. How can I stop? Right. How can I stop when I know that there's people like you who have gone through loads more than me yes. and you had a determination to go through? Who am I? How dare I? How dare you? Give you strength. Yes. Give you strength. And and that's that's what I want to be like. How I feel like how I motivated you. I want to be able to go back to Tampa General and people that's laying in their bed mm -hmm. like how I was. I want to let them see my scars. Let them know. Oh, it, it's gonna work. It's gonna you gonna get better. Yeah. But you got to want to. That's I yeah. I I'm, I'm going through my classes now. I have to pay mm -hmm. for them. That's the only reason why I haven't finished because I have to pay for them to go through the classes to be the volunteer. Mm -hmm. And once I get my um once I get my certification, mm -hmm. I can be that person and I'm gonna do that at Tampa Journal yes okay yes I'm gonna do that <laughs> well maybe you'll get an anonymous donation so you could go ahead and take care of that yes I hope <laughs> but I want to do that I want to I want to I want to be that light for someone because you laying there mm -hmm. you don't know that it's light at the end of the road right. you feel like it's over 
you know, mm-hmm. and I want to be that person. Like they'll look at me and know that I done been through and they know that I'm telling them the truth. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be that person. You go and say, if you go in there all pretty and stuff and be like, oh, I know I can help you. They and this and like, that. They're going to be like. <laughs> I go in there with these burns and I show them my scars and I let them know I was in that same bed and it's light at that tunnel. Girl, they're going to be hopping out the bed they right gonna, there. I'm going to be telling them, come on, baby. Come on. Do this. This is what you got to do. Do this. That, you know, I want to be their motivation. Yeah. I want to, I, I also want to be the person that teach kids don't play with fire. Okay. Like I, I want, I want to be, I want to be somebody after this. I want, I want, I want to help people. I want to, I want to teach people. I want to help. That's the beauty behind it, though, because you could be so different. You could just go and just sit in your shell and be like, "Don't talk to me. Leave me alone." But you want to help, and that speaks of your heart. I want to help. I want to be that motivation. Yeah. Well, you motivated me, and I'm pretty sure you motivated everybody that's listening to you right now. I hope I did. I hope I did. Y'all know it's it's nothing too hard for God. Like Amen. they counted me out. They they said I wasn't gonna make it. They told my mom and dad I wasn't gonna make it. They told me I wasn't gonna walk again. They mm. told me I wasn't gonna do this, man. The listeners, lies. if y'all see me now, I'm jumping, running, hopping, <laughs> talking, walking. I'm I'm doing everything they said I couldn't do. But God. But God. But God. That's all that matter. You proved everybody wrong. You even proved yourself wrong. I sure did. Yes. Yes, I did. I'm so excited to see what the future holds with you. I'm like... Um, I know your kids probably big support. I'm like number four on support, okay? Because <laughs> I'm rooting for you so hard, and I, I'm just so appreciative of you even coming here. What are your if you if you could let's see if you could encourage someone that may have gone not gone through but felt how you felt those feelings of loneliness and abandonment and depression and guilt speak life to them. What would you say? Nobody, nobody in this world is closer than God. Them days that I felt lonely and sad, that's who I talked to. Mm. That's who got motivated me and gave me my strength. And he told me, babe, I got them people around from around you. They wasn't no good mm. for you. They wasn't no good for you. Them people that you keep looking for, I moved them away. Mm. I moved them away. They weren't for you. So if y'all... Anything y'all ever learn from me is you can feel alone because sometimes that's what you need to learn. That's what you need. You need some alone time. And that's what I needed. I needed that. I felt like everybody had a heart like me and they don't. Mm. They don't. My dad told me, baby, it's only one of you. It's only one of you, baby. Stop looking for another person Mm. like you. It's only one of you. And I found that I... My strength come from my God. Wow. That's my strength. Well, I see your strength. And I love it. I love you, Miss Ta- Auntie Tasha. <laughs> yes. Tell the people where they can find you. What's your, your socials and everything? Okay. Um, y'all won't <laughs> think I'm sounding crazy, but my <laughs> Instagram name is... <laughs> real Tampa. Real Tampa stuff right here, y'all. <laughs> 
my Instagram. You can find me on Instagram, Miss Three Pieces, M I S S, the number three, and PCS. And please don't ask me what that stands for. Uh-uh, we know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> and, on, uh-huh. <laughs> and on Facebook, I'm Natasha Williams. And on Twitter, I'm Natasha Williams. Yes, yes, I don't be too much active <laughs> on there. But I, my Twitter is Natasha Williams. Um, my goal for me is yes. um, Natasha Williams, burn survivor. Mm-hmm. Yes. And my YouTube. Yes. My YouTube, Which what I popping. need y'all to subscribe to, <laughs> is burn survivor polarity. Burn Survivor Polarity. It's my YouTube. I have all of my um, testimonies. Mm-hmm. I have everything what happened in the fire. I also have pictures of what happened in the fire. And I need you guys to subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> Your story is so huge and so touching. Listen, all you need is a platform, honey. That's it. That's it. That's it. So, y'all, go ahead and give some money to the GoFundMe and follow her on all her socials. Auntie Tasha, it's been such a pleasure. Thank Thank you you so so much. much. Thank you so much for finding (laughs) me. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you for letting God use you. Okay, you you finna break somebody free today. I hope so. And if y'all need to, y'all can DM me, email me, (laughs) anything. I don't mind talking to y'all. If y'all have any further questions, anything, I don't mind. I'm I'm free. I'm I'm not mean. If y'all have any questions, I'm willing to answer them. All righty, (laughs) y'all. From her mouth. Thank y'all so much for listening. Bye.